Hello, and this is Jim Poole again uh, for the Fellowship Bible Church Global Missions Podcast. And we're going to pick up here with part two with uh, the interview here with Gopal Manali here in Nepal. You know, I've always, this is a side note kind of joke, like Nepal and Gopal, like yeah. your name is so close <laughs> yeah. to, um, yes. to the name of, the, of where you live in the country. Yeah. And um, so we also have with us here Carl Dennis. And uh, he is from the Fellowship Bible Church, Shenandoah. And so Carl was able to come along with us on this trip. And so we're super, super thankful that you were able to, to come along with us as well, Carl. So thanks for coming. No problem. Enjoying it. So last podcast, we left off with you um, yeah. uh, getting saved and God leading you to uh, give up your full-time teaching job and to take on full-time church work and yeah. being a pastor and uh, beginning to work with uh, other pastors in the area. So tell us a little bit about how did God begin to give you the relationships with the other pastors um, as he brought them to you? Like, like how did God bring them to you? Like how did you meet these other people, these other men that are now uh, church leaders, how did how did you meet them? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, we uh, we often meet our pastors uh, around us here, and uh, then sometime our pastor uh, decided to do a monthly meeting, so we can share each other. Uh, their problem, their uh, prayer, prayer request, and everything, and uh, they uh, they can talk to each other and they can help each other. So we made a, a, a Christian community, yeah. and uh, the pastor were meeting once in a month, and slowly I started what uh, what I am teaching in my church okay. and how our church is growing and. Uh, uh, then uh, they, I share with them, and uh, we often used to do um, conference in once year for youth and sometimes for women conference, sometimes uh, church pastor and leaders conference. And that time uh, uh, they gave me opportunity to speak for, so in the beginning, just uh, one class or then two class, and now, now the most of the class I'm doing. Okay. So we came in the relation with this. Okay. Uh, Okay, so, so early on, um, when you first took on the uh, position of the, be, being the church pastor, there were already pastors gathering together? Yeah. Is that, okay, yeah. So, so you're part of these pastors gathering together, and then they began to give you the opportunity to share in yeah. these meetings, mm -hmm. and then you would share with them the uh, chronological teaching, yeah. laying the foundation, yeah. so that as we teach, as you know, people would teach about Jesus and teach about God, they wouldn't just uh, blend it to what they're what they're already uh, believing. And so you would share that teaching with them. And so then, did you see where some people were interested in that teaching and some people were not interested in the teaching that you were bringing? Yeah, at, at, the, at the beginning. Okay. Uh, they were not very interested because uh, I, I was teaching them very basic things. Uh -huh. And many times they do big conference and very exciting uh, conference, but when they come back uh, and after three, four days, they slowly, uh, they, they forget everything. Okay. And But uh, here in this teaching, 
the we make the foundation and uh, it, it make the believers uh, or any uh, pastor stronger and stronger in faith okay and uh, uh, so i used to tell them that uh, i'm teaching you not uh, very uh, very impressing things very big things but uh, very basic things mm-hmm. you may have learned uh, or listened many time and when i started teaching them by, about uh, uh, from through chronological and uh, uh, in the in the beginning they they couldn't understand what i am teaching that uh, very simple things mm-hmm. uh, but uh, slowly they understood the importance of this and uh, uh, now now many of them know the impression of this and uh, uh, from <coughs> they requested me last Saturday that uh, from next month uh, they request me to do every month four four hours Bible study once a month okay and uh, uh, I will teach them through a chrono- chronological system okay so yeah. four hours of teaching once a month um, is that is that what you were sharing where they come together on Tuesday nights or is that something different? Oh yeah, this is uh, on Saturday. Saturday, okay. Saturday so after after service we'll meet in one one church. Okay. A little, uh, a little, we'll a little yeah. side note here that um, uh, in Nepal churches on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Which is really different. Because Saturday is holy day here. Holy day here yeah. in <laughs> Nepal is on Saturday and so um, we had yeah. Today is Sunday here, where we had church yesterday for, uh, on Saturday. So yeah, so once a month on Saturdays after your service, yeah. you're meeting with these leaders to uh, for four hours to teach them. Yeah, uh, yeah. To teach mm-hmm. them through the lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So currently, um, there are five five stations nearby here, mm-hmm. uh, meaning your village where we're yeah. at right yeah. now at your house, and so. Um, Carl, I'm going to ask you a question. So yesterday and today, we we drove around um, to these um, you know to these five different stations, and and to give me some of your thoughts about uh, what what's like what stuck out to you the most about visiting these five different locations, the five different uh, churches and stations where we visited the past uh, yesterday and today. I think the first thing that really stuck out to me is how the gospel has been multiplied uh, by an investment in just one individual. Mm. So 20 years ago, FBC and Winchester uh, partnered with Gopal and taught him. And as he progressed, and then he began discipling others and to see how that has just multiplied to um, the five different churches. We were in his church yesterday morning and there were about a hundred people there. It was just wall to wall, front to back. Mm -hmm. We went to a second church, there were about 60 people there. Again, wall to wall, front to back. They couldn't fit anymore inside. We went and visited another place and here's an individual who's giving of his own land to build a place where another church can worship. And then today we visited a couple of places where uh, there were um, places in the uh, attached to the home or in the home Mm -hmm. where people worship and um, and learn about God. And I just keep thinking to myself, and this all started because of the investment in one individual. 
And, you know, being one individual myself and looking back over my life, I can't really uh, pinpoint that kind of uh, multiplication mm -hmm. of, of uh, the gospel. And I think about the efficiency of reaching the uh, indigenous population here. And I came here to learn about a different way of doing missions. My church, FBC in Shenandoah, asked me to come and to observe and then to come back and report to them. So I was looking mostly at the conference that's going to be held later in the week. So this experience of being here in these churches has just been uh, icing on the cake, so mm. to speak. Mm. And um, I, I sat in church yesterday morning and brought tears to my eyes almost to look around the room and to realize here's my brothers and sisters mm. in Christ that I've never met. Amen. And then um, to look at um, how um, uh, Gopal has used different um, avenues to reach into his community. We visited the school that has a lot of untouchable children and mm -hmm. I looked in the faces of these little children and and I just think to myself, I don't see anything different about them right. than any other child anywhere. Right. And then I think to myself, you know, we're all untouchable, uh, but Christ loved us That's enough right. to yeah. touch That's us. That's right. Yep. And so yeah. to see their faces um, and how they just smiled and to see them learning. And then uh, another thing that really struck me was several of the teachers had jobs in other countries making a lot more money. Mm -hmm. And yet because they felt so burdened for their community and for the lost here in Nepal, they came back and they work in the school. They drive the bus, they teach class but you see them in church mm -hmm. and they are a witness to their students and to the mm -hmm. community. And I think, wow, what, what an idea to, to, uh, to have a school like mm -hmm. this where um, young people can be reached and then mm -hmm. their families can be reached and mm -hmm. other people in the community that see that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it has just been a tremendous blessing to me. And also the potential for perhaps uh, future work here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a retired teacher, so Gopal and I have talked yeah. a little bit about maybe coming back and helping to do some training yeah. of the teachers. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, I would welcome that opportunity to do that. Yeah. Trying to think of how to present to my church uh, the idea of this type of mission project. One of the statements that was made to me uh, by Scott was missions is global discipleship. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've, having been a Christian since I was 16, I've heard about discipleship, mm -hmm. but I've never seen it in a systematic mm -hmm. way like it's presented in the missions program mm -hmm. at FBC in mm -hmm. Winchester. Mm -hmm. And I just think, you know, this is the way it should be done. And then to come here mm -hmm. and to see an actual example of that uh, is really striking. You know, missions being global discipleship, uh, it also behooves us as a local church that we have to be missionary-minded in our own community in mm -hmm. Woodstock and mm -hmm. Shenandoah County, and then uh, to also be able to reach out uh, to places all over the world, such as here in Nepal. Yeah. So it has really been 
uh, a blessing to meet with all of these individuals, to see brothers and sisters in Christ in the churches, mm -hmm. and to look in the eyes of people who are doing the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. And I, I think of that verse, you know, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's exactly what this has done. Yep. Um, yesterday, another thing, and uh, I don't mean to ramble on, but I sat in the front of the church and during the service, and people would come forward and give gifts. Mm. Uh, there was a huge bag of rice. There were bags of things that were given by people, and they brought it up. And I asked later, well, how is that used? And then to find out that, well, they use that to uh, help feed orphans mm -hmm. and other people in the community mm -hmm. that need it. And, uh, you know, I, I just, that's something that I've never experienced before. Right. Right. That kind of um, yeah. outreach. Yeah. So it wasn't just one bag of rice. It wasn't mm -hmm. just one gift. Mm -hmm. There must have been a dozen up mm -hmm. there. And mm -hmm. then there was an offering that was taken. So there was money that was right. given. Right. But there were tangible things that were given that could right. be used in other ways. Yeah. You know, in America, we give a tithe or an offering. We give money. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's supposed to satisfy our soul that we've done our part. Right. Right. And I look here and I think about how these people more completely use the gifts uh, and the blessings that God has bestowed upon them mm -hmm. uh, to equip the saints mm -hmm. for the work of the ministry here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, Carl. And um, I agree with you 100% that um, uh, where we have been with these different uh, stations, yeah. uh, and one of them being here where we are right now at Gopal's uh, place at his house, um, you know, to our right here, his house is to the left, to the right is uh, the church building. And so Gopal uh, donated the property there to, that the church is on. And so here we have, you know, somebody giving of their land that the church building can be on. And earlier today, we were at your sister's house. Yeah. Um, who she also... Uh, donated land yeah. where they mm -hmm. built a church building. And then um, yesterday, where were we yesterday? And we were in another village, yeah. and the leader is, uh, his name is Prem. <coughs> Prem also gave land uh, for church, and next year we'll, we'll start our church building there. Yeah. And Harka. We were at Harka's Harka. place yesterday. Harka's so place, that's the second church where mm -hmm. Carl was mentioning that we went to two, yeah. the second service mm -hmm. yesterday. So Harka, um, we went to Harka's house. And so they built an addition on the Harka's house, on his property. And so they're another example of somebody giving um, of their property mm -hmm. to have a church building there. And then again today, we were at um, those other folks' house uh, where... Um, are the yeah. second to the last stop today yeah, where they've yeah. done another, mm -hmm. they've, they've, yeah. they've, yeah. They also gave land for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so five places um, that have five and then one yet to, yet to be built mm -hmm. that have given their land um, to put a, put a permanent building on so that the church can yeah. meet there. So, so go Paul, what? Why do you think people do that? You know, what what's motivating, and what's what's leading you 
other people um, that we've seen, we've been around this past couple of days, what's leading people to just give their land yeah. to, so that the church can have a place to meet? Uh, actually, <coughs> we never uh, forced them to give this much and this for this, and, but uh, we teach uh, the Bible. And uh, <coughs> I see God's uh, Spirit is working in them and they started love God and God started love God's people. And so they, if, uh, when they see the need and they think that if I can give the land and there will be church and many people can worship and uh, they willingly giving this and uh, because uh, the uh, Holy Spirit is working with the, within them. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amen. Yeah. And so that goes back to what you're saying, Carl, with the discipleship uh, through, you know, the, the decades of involvement with FBC and with Gopal and other leaders of, and you mentioned the word multiplication. And so, you know, um, God brings Gopal and then Gopal disciples some, and then they disciple some, and then they disciple some. And yeah. so there's, there's just this uh, large amount of uh, people that have been discipled, mm -hmm. um, that have been trained and equipped. Uh, they're giving of their land so that uh, church can be built there. Yeah. And there are leaders um, in these churches that are, that are doing the uh, preaching, that are working with the children mm -hmm. and all these, uh, all these different areas. So just, 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 just a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing. It was interesting when Carl and I were talking on the phone uh, before uh, we came here, you said, yeah, I'm looking forward to being a fly on the wall to just come and observe. And I told you on the phone, I said, um, I said, Carl, I, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, you're going to be more than a fly on the wall. You're going to be involved. And I'm not quite sure how, but I know God's going to have you to be involved. Mm -hmm. And so um, Gopal has a school. Yeah. And Carl, you are a retired principal, not only in a private <laughs> school, but also in the public school uh, system. And so, you know, right off, right out of the bat, um, you know, right out of the gate, you know, there's a connection there. So let me yeah. first go to Gopal. Yeah. And, um, and, and have you talk about the school and then Carl, I'll come back to you and have you talk about, you know, the school a little bit more as okay. well. And so, so Gopal, you were... Um, you were an English teacher in the government school. Yeah. And so, um, how did, um, how did the whole school thing happen? So, so, so tell us about how you were led to and decided to start a school. I thought you got out of the school thing. Yeah. So now you're back into the school yeah. thing. So like, how did that happen? Yeah. When I uh, left uh, my government job from the school, and I was working in church only. And that time I saw many children around us um, from low caste people and untouched people. And they are not going to school um, because uh, in private school they cannot pay and in government school they are not respected well. So they are not going to school. Then so private I, school, let me get that straight. So private school they can't pay yeah. because they don't have enough money yeah. to pay. Yeah. And then in the public school, they're, they're low cash and not respected. And are not respected. Okay. And, uh, and also the, uh, the education quality is not so good there. Okay. And so many children around us uh, uh, are not going to school. And I thought that I will bring them uh, to our church and uh, uh, give free tuition uh, two hours every day. Okay. 
Okay. And at the first, we started about uh, 10, 12 children. And he started. Uh, so he started with ten or twelve children. Yeah. From this area from, right this, here. This area, yeah. Bring them to church. Yeah. And Sunday school. Yeah, the same them same hall we were worshiping on Saturday, uh -huh. and other other six day, we are uh, we had mat and and they used to sit on the mat and okay. uh, start teaching alphabet and something English okay. and Nepali both. All right. And uh, we were doing doing that and. Uh, some guardian uh, parents came to us and request, uh, why not you start a school here? But uh, we were not thinking about a school that time. And but uh, uh, so much later, uh, Saji Avram and uh, okay. Hanson and uh, uh, Augustine, Augustine came here to visit our, so uh, Sa our area. So Saji, Hanson, Augustine came yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, they. When they went back, they didn't say anything to me, but they collected some money in their church to register school. To, to, to start the school here. To start school here. And they sent some money. And uh, then I went to government office and registered a school and started school. But at the beginning time, it was very difficult. And uh, our church, uh, uh, church youth leaders, especially Sunday school teachers, and uh, my wife and uh, some of our other leaders uh, uh, start teaching freely in the school because there was no income. And many times we, we were thinking to stop school because uh, <coughs> our people were working, working freely. It okay. was not possible all the time. Okay. And, but uh, now I, I, I think now God, God has started this school. Not, it was not my plan, mm -hmm. and so, and slowly the FBC started support the children, and uh, then we can give some salary to our teachers, and now we have uh, uh, about uh, 200 children in our okay. school, and uh, uh, many uh, got the opportunity uh, <coughs> to get education, right. and from. Our, when we started a free tuition here, that time uh, we gave free education to uh, many very needy uh, children. Okay. And they are a good Christian now, and they are youth leader in our church, and they are also teacher in our school now. Okay. They finished so, class 12 and they became teacher here. Yeah, so um, let's, let's see if we can track, because this comes back to like the multiplication. Like, so there's a spiritual involvement with training and equipping the the pastors and the leaders, you know, from you know 15, 20 years ago, yeah. and now those uh, those are church leaders. They're preaching. They're leading Sunday school, and the and the churches and the stations around where we are. They've been trained and equipped, yeah. and they're training and equipping others. So, let's let's help us to track what you just said there, because it's really very interesting and I think really significant and we we see it here because we're here yeah. so some have come to your school that were young children yeah who probably wouldn't have gone to school yeah and now mm -hmm. and and then they ended up growing up in the school and maybe even here at your house and we'll touch on that in a little while yeah um, and now they are teaching in the school or yeah. they're driving, uh, helping to drive the bus. Yeah. And so talk us through some more of, some more of, um, you know, how people have been impacted, children have been impacted and then where it's, where, where it's led them and where they are now. 
yeah, uh, some some children that time if, if if they were not get help from us and they cannot get education, and uh, they realized that when they um, passed their uh, high school and uh, they decided uh, they will not go uh, uh, for more money to the cities or out out of countries, and uh, how they get the education and help from this church. And they realized and they decided to work here. And uh, some youths still working here, they were uh, first, uh, first out, uh, our first children when we started free tuition. Yeah. <clears throat> Are we going to add something? Well, I was thinking of James and the discussions I had with him yesterday and yeah. one of the teachers in your school. And, you know, he, he came to me and was asking me about my background and my teaching and my education and yeah. uh, he seemed um, uh, maybe impressed with um, some of the things that I've been through but I just looked at him and I thought you know I'm in awe of this guy because he has given of himself to work with these children yeah. to teach them to give them life skills and to be a testimony for the Lord in front of them. And uh, what a blessing that was. And the thing that I think, too, I didn't mention before is, you know, in America, we think, well, I'll just throw some money at this or at that mm -hmm. cause, you know, and then I feel good because I've given money. Um, but this started with teaching and with discipleship training. And because of that discipleship training, it has come kind of full circle around to this particular outreach mm -hmm. and you know now there are other needs they need more rooms you know they have 200 students here uh, in this school and they need I think five more rooms yeah they would like to have five more rooms and so that could probably increase the school to 300 students mm -hmm. or maybe more and uh, you know when I came here I was more or less thinking, well, I'm going to take notes and write things on the computer so I can go back and present to the mm -hmm. church leadership. And the very first day he was talking about, well, we need somebody to come and train our teachers. And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> I was a teacher. I, you know, I've done, I was a principal and I've done teacher training. You know, that's something I could do. And then I was thinking about uh, another individual in our church who's also a teacher. And I thought, well, the two of us could come back and we mm -hmm. could work with his teachers to give them some more ideas on methods and uh, understanding yeah. human development and how children learn and that. So I, I was not thinking that when I came over here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even, what, 24 hours that this came up. and. Um, not saying that that's, uh, you know, that that is going to come to pass, but it is looking like it's moving in that mm -hmm. direction to me. And I've just been giving that a lot of thought. I'm retired, so I have the time, and I think I have some skills that I can share. The other thing that's exciting to me about that is it's not just giving money. Mm -hmm. but it's giving of time and mm -hmm. talent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the church, there are many gifts. Mm -hmm. And yet, I think that in the American church, we have kind of reduced that to where the only gift that we allow is the gift of giving money. Mm -hmm. And yet, we have so many people that have so many skills, so many gifts that could be used in a field like this, in a mission like this and uh, so 
you know, it, it kind of puzzles me as to why we have limited ourselves. And so I think we need to take the blinders off yeah. and to look at the mm -hmm. potential to see what we can do. And I think, you know, how far this has come in 20 years. So if we get some more gifts, some more people coming over and assisting and equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, what may be the outreach from in here mm -hmm. 20 years from now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, good point. And I'd like to say that um, there are, you know, lots of people um, um, from uh, FBC that are given directly to the school, you yeah. know, and so I'd like to give, you know, thanks to them that are giving um, to the school. They, they can't necessarily come over, you know, be here in person, but they are given financially to the school. So it's a huge blessing to help make all that happen. I think to go back a little bit, you know, to just, um, you know, spiritually, again, God saving you, yeah, working in your heart to go into church ministry full time, um, pouring yourself into um, teaching and discipling um, through um, people understanding uh, what it means to walk by faith and live in grace yeah. and resting and depending upon the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, for their for their life and for uh, for for their ministry. Uh, we see the examples of that, and um, like you here. Um, did you say there's 11 people living here right now? Is that yeah. Right? <coughs> yeah, 11 okay, people. Okay, yeah. 11 people. How many of them are, okay, there's you and Amrita, and you're two. Two, two my son, one son and daughter. You're one, your son and daughter. Yeah. And then you're. In my father-in-law and father, uh, mother-in-law. Okay. And three orphans, uh, Urmila, Upasana, and uh, Daniel. Yes, and three orphans. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're just living a living example of just op opening up your life. Um, not only, you know, what it, what it costs to buy food for mm -hmm. additional people into your family, mm -hmm. but opening up your life, opening up your time, opening up your home, opening, opening everything up. And so you're modeling that everybody else and it's just because of God yeah, yeah. I don't want to exalt you <laughs> yeah. I know you don't want to be exalted <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really um, God did this album. yeah 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 and so where we have been uh, we went and visited um, what was this what was the gentleman's name who who is the driver who used to be in Saudi Arabia driving trucks what's his name uh, his name Prim okay yeah. Um, so he was driving trucks in Saudi Arabia, yeah. making making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And to, what's that story with him coming back and? And uh, when he was in uh, Saudi Arabia driving a truck, and he was getting a good money there, but yeah. uh, he there was a big burden in him that uh, he shared me. Uh, he will come back Nepal and buy some land and make house for him and he will give some land to build a church house. Yeah. And uh, when he came back and he did this, and uh, he wanted to come in church ministry, not to go back to uh, Saudi Arabia again. He can earn better money there, but uh, 
even though he is getting a little bit here from our school, mm -hmm. so, uh, even though he is uh, working here and want to uh, come in church ministry and give time time in church. Yeah. So, so he was um, discipled. Yeah. He was mm -hmm. uh, taught and discipled. Yeah. Goes to Saudi Arabia driving trucks. Mm -hmm. um, he is making good money. Yeah. He could continue to do that. Yeah. He could keep making good money. <coughs> But because of God's work in his life, yeah. of because of being mm -hmm. uh, taught and discipled and, and trained, he says, you know, I'm not going to continue to do that. I'm actually going to give that up. I'm going to come here. I'm going to buy a piece of land and I'm going to build a house. But I'm going to buy a piece of land and build a house such that I can have a church yeah. on my piece of property mm -hmm. along with my house. It's just, just the, the selflessness yeah. um, with you and with him. And then we were at another uh, family's house today. Um, it was our, we stopped at so many places today, I can't remember <laughs> yeah. which place it was. Um, but they have a church building adjoined to their house. But then what also, they have two older kids. Uh, they have four. Okay. Four kids, yeah. They have that four. time there was two, but uh, two were yeah, yeah, at school. Okay, so in their house right now, there's four kids. Yeah. Now, don't, do they have older kids? Uh, no. They don't have any older uh, kids? They, 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 own, they have their own one daughter, one, uh, two, two sons, but they are grown up. And they adopted uh, these four, four uh, orphans. Uh, their their father uh, died in an accident, and mother is very in bed for long. Her leg is broken, so they are very poor. So, so he brought all four children, and two are coming to our school, and uh, one is very uh, young, uh, yeah. 16 months young, and uh, one is a little bit uh, bigger. So the four, they have four. They've adopted four kids, yeah. their siblings, yeah. and their dad died in an accident, mm -hmm. a car accident, automobile accident, yeah. and their mom is sick. Yeah, mom, mom is still in bed yeah. because uh, she has broken her leg and many okay. injuries on the uh, waist. Yeah, so, so this family is taking yeah, in yeah. these four mm -hmm. kids mm -hmm. and they're pretty young. Yeah. Two of them go to your school. Yeah. Okay, so also, this couple that has brought in these four children, they also have three children that are out of the house. Yeah. So I want everybody to make note of that. It's like they, this, this couple has raised three children that are now moved on out of the house, grown up and moved on, and now this family has um, brought in four young, yeah. four young children. They've mm -hmm. adopted them. Now again, what, what I want to what I want to emphasize is that the reason that that's happening is because of the, the, the training and the, the discipleship and the teaching and just the, the depth of maturity that yeah. the people have. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that comes the care and the love and the heart for yeah. others mm -hmm. and just, just selflessness. Yeah. And everywhere we've been. But they know the love of God. And so they started to love other people. Yeah, 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 exactly. Everywhere we've been, there's just been a huge, I mean, it's just unbelievable 
um, amount of uh, selflessness yeah. uh, here and just care uh, for other people. And its roots are in um, God's work in yeah. your life with the, with, with, the, with the message of Jesus saving you mm -hmm. and then grounding you in his finished work and what it means to trust in the walk with God. And so, and now, now we're seeing the, the, the fruit of all that. Yeah. Yes. Do you, would, you like, would you like to add anything? Say anything else uh, as we wrap up? Say whatever you want. I think it's okay. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. good? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Carl, do you want to add uh, or just, say anything else? just want to reiterate what a blessing it has been. Uh, it's been a real joy to get to know you and Scott better. Likewise. And appreciate some of the great conversations we've had and have clarified a few things in my mind. This morning when we were talking, I kept having to go into my computer to write things down so I'd remember them, not forget them. Uh, but the blessing that these people have been an encouragement mm -hmm. to me. Um, and I'm anxious, excited to go back to my church. Uh, we have a lot to offer. We've been given an awful lot by the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me, we need to be responsible mm -hmm. with what God has given us. And uh, global missions. I think global discipleship is a uh, going to be a critical part of that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let me end with one more question. Yeah. Uh, go, Paul. And um, so, our listeners listening to this podcast uh, from Fellowship Bible Church and others that might not go to our church, um, you you mentioned to us that if people would want to come here and be a part of the school and just be a part of what God's doing here for a week or two or a month, that that's actually a, a possibility, right? Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. So really. Sh share a little bit about, yeah, about and, that, uh, and that, <coughs> that opportunity. Uh, from FBC, and if, if someone of you want to come and spend your holiday times, here is a big opportunity to spend time here. And uh, we have a school, but uh, our school is English school, but uh, we are not good in English. And our teachers are not good in English. And uh, uh, so if they can uh, teach uh, uh, some language here in our school, uh, even though our school is up to grade five, and if they can uh, teach some words and some sentences, it would be very, uh, very helpful for us. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so thanks. And so we've had the privilege of being here and just seeing um, what God's doing here. Yeah. And so, um, um, but, but you're, for people to come here that English is their first language yeah. and to, because the teaching in the school is in English. Yeah. And, and um, so that would be something that, that you would, you would um, welcome uh, yeah. folks to come that could, yeah. that we, English would be their first language. So. Yeah, I just want to say thank you uh, to you and your family um, for having us uh, these number of days. Your hos hospitality has been really, really uh, great. And, You're welcome. Um, yeah. um, you know, we've tried to have you mm -hmm. come to our uh, missions conference. Uh, we said six times. We've tried five or six times. We've yeah, tried five to have times. You come five, five times. times. I, I'm, uh... So we're going to have our, <laughs> our conference next uh October, October 2023, mm -hmm. and um, 
you said that um, it might be helpful to invite you and your wife. Yeah. And so uh, we're going to do that. We're going to, we want both of you to come. And <laughs> so hopefully the, uh, both of you all will be yeah. able to make it to our conference mm -hmm. uh, next October of 2023. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah. Us in Winchester. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Thanks again. Thanks so much. Yeah. And thank thanks you. for listening. Thank you and everyone. Bye-bye.